I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're my mates and I will stand by you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Chelsea and Arsenal are in Baku. Charlton are in the Championship. And Mike Ashley might bloody well sell. to have you here everybody a full complement of ramblers and it is complimentary completely free <sighs> you don't need yep. a nothing yeah you don't have to pay anything at all for this uh-huh. Uh-huh. which I think it, looking back on it is fair yeah <laughs> we are we are <laughs> like a biscuit in a hotel room yeah little packet of biscuits four <laughs> yeah. of us though two packets of two two bourbons and two cu- custard creams two banks yeah. of two yeah. and if you get really hungry you can eat a tea bag if you fancy it is that, you've done that. T- tear the top mm, yeah, off, pour yeah, it down. Yeah, straight down there. Shut, shut, shut. I shout as I uh, put the head in the complimentary safe. <laughs> <laughs> what do you wash it down with? Um, in the complimentary safe. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have it in the complimentary safe, uh, wrapped in the tiny square of um, carpet they have in safes. Yeah. Who makes those? Yeah. Blimey. Well, Who does? They're off-cuts. Get in mm. touch. Get in touch. This um, show will mostly be off-cuts. Mm. We, we have to go straight to Newcastle United, Peter, because there are big reports. Because we've talked about the Europa League big, final quite a lot already. Big <laughs> reports that Mike Ashley has already agreed to sell the club to Sheikh Khalid, who is the cousin of Man City owner Sheikh Mansour, member of the Abu Dhabi royal family. The figure being banded around is £350 million. Pines. So the latest on this is that the New- Newcastle United have confirmed takeover talks, but they've recently released a statement mm-hmm. as in the, in the last few minutes mm. saying the sale remains in quotes some way off. Yeah, so I just want to give him a little update before he is it, yeah. is does it his fair inevitable. to say we've been here before? Yeah. I don't know. I think this one has a little bit more legs, maybe. No, I think it has more legs because um, it came out at about 11 o'clock last night on a bank holiday weekend where, let's face it, a lot of the journals <laughs> who should be covering this are a little bit worse aware. Yeah. And everyone was caught with their trousers they down going, I don't, I don't know what's happening on, I don't know what's happening, I don't know what's going on, um, I'll have a look at this tomorrow, etc, etc. So there's a lot yeah. of the North well, East based journalists going, I, I haven't got a bloody clue. Shea Khaled did attempt uh, a Liverpool takeover, was mm. it last year? But fell, But then didn't... Um, that was two billion, wasn't it? It's a lot more more money than, than what yeah. you'd be looking surely, at Newcastle. Surely Ashley would be holding out for two billion, though. <laughs> uh, who was the um, the 
party that that previously tried to, or were Stavely in Ireland. Yes, yes. Stavely, didn't, didn't they try and Nollers. But Amanda, but Amanda Stavely is just a go between. For, yeah, for different. Mm. Wasn't yes, she yeah. involved in a potential takeover for Liverpool as well? Correct. Yeah. Mm. Hang on a minute. Mm. Look, this is, this is a pattern here. We've, we've seen this before. Oh. It probably won't happen. Pete, what have we got to do in this studio now <laughs> to get you to engage with this and take it slightly seriously? Yeah, but even if I do engage in it and I do take it seriously. Do I really want my club run, you know, by, owned yeah. by a state-run entity? Mm. I mean, I can't really criticize. Like, literally about four days ago, I was in here criticising Baku, Boston, mm-hmm. <laughs> criticising Manchester City. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you won't be welcome at the stadium <laughs> if they turn up. And that's, I would say, to your credit. Mm. But, I mean, I mean, it is an interesting sort of thing. Like, it, it is a bit, of, slightly bittersweet. Um, I want Mike Ashley out of the club, who, to be honest, mm. has some terrible working practice records of his own. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. when compared... <laughs> when compared to the state of, you know, UAE and Dubai and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. It, it's more problematic. But, like, um, people criticise Manchester City for being uh, for gaming the system, but they don't necessarily criticise them for using money uh, that is obviously uh, made uh, through more foul means, means than, than fair. Um, You're but, just jealous, and, and, mate. And You're modern football is a place where you launder your reputation, if not actual money. <laughs> Uh, you love your position and, 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 you know, have something to talk about on the yachts of wherever you take your yacht well, nowadays. It's, 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 it's a it's soft a, power diplomat kind of thing. In yeah, place, massively. Yeah. So, so, they... so, so it's not... So for me, if it comes to the point where Mike Ashley does leave the club and you, someone like him. that takes over, um, I it is a bit, a bit, bit of a bittersweet pill because sure. at the end of the day, that money's come from dreadful places and I've got to kind of tally what goes on the, on the field and, and support the team. Can a chairman truly take away a football club from somebody's heart? We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll give it a good go. We'll see. The Man City um, chap was saying that everyone's just jealous when they talk about FFP mm, and yeah. all that kind of well, stuff. Well, I mean, yeah. they, they come out I mean, fighting they regularly, don't they? Because they, mm-hmm. they never really actually deny anything. No. They, he, just, he, they said, he said the people making the accusations. Yep. He said um, this morning that if you look at the top 10 most expensive transfers, none of them are Man City players, which I thought was quite interesting. Well, we, mm. yeah, but... Although it's not, it's not a defence, I'm just saying it's quite an interesting piece of trivia. But on, on the Newcastle, back on the Newcastle thing, I've got a couple of tweets here from Newcastle United fans mm. who are, yeah, being as measured as you are, Pete, I would say. Uh, one here, have we bought Mbappe yet? <laughs> um, <laughs> another one, which is my personal favourite from Mart, who says... Um, if the NUFC takeover is true, I would sell Longstaff to Man United for £25 million, mm-hmm. then I'd immediately buy him back for £100 million just to send a message. <laughs> <laughs> a statement is of that intent. Mark Poom? No, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's not, that, sadly. So, so I understand. I, I completely agree, actually, with what you said about um, that particular... Um, it's not in, a romantic story, is it? No, it no. isn't. It's so, not a romantic so, so takeover. In an ideal world, who who would you want to buy? Well, that's, well, that's, well Bill some, Gates? someone who's literally not making their money from uh, modern slavery and, 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 you know... So Bill Gates? So yeah. Bill Gates, yeah. Big Bill. Right, Bill Gates. Big Bill. <laughs> Big Bill. <laughs> Big Billy style. <laughs> I want a I want a Victorian uh, strong Geordie with it. <laughs> Pete, if you if you were if you took over Newcastle United, what would you do on your first day? Um, sell Sean Longstaff to me. <laughs> <laughs> Martha, Actually, that was you? that tweet yours? <laughs> I'd bring in Ben Arthur from the cold. He's, yeah. on, a free, he's on a free at the moment. Get him back in there. Yes. To be fair, that's a good shout. <laughs> yeah, ben it's, it's, it is very difficult to. Um, to think of a, a, an owner that you'd want at a club, isn't it? There, really? there are because there are very few clubs that you can ethically, as a as, well, a, as a liberal, uh, ethically quite. support. What about and the, how uh, many benevolent, benevolent billionaires are there? Exactly. You know I mean? James, James They've all made their money by being nightmare men. What about yeah, the guy who men. runs Chechnya? Would you have him <laughs> on, on OT, OTC last week? James Horncastle was saying that he thinks that we might be getting into the era of the post-billionaire kind mm. of era, like mm. football. It's not going to be sustainable for that much longer for yeah. really wealthy people to come in and buy because of FFP and because of other bits and pieces politically and, mm. and you know, things like London or the UK tightening up on the Abramovich thing with the money and where it comes from and all that kind of stuff. Apparently, we might be seeing the, uh, the death knell of that type of investment and, and takeover anyway. Well, it's kind of like uh, it, it's people coming in because you don't make any money out of football unless you are my guest and you are just like running it I on think gas Stan and Kroenke makes quite a bit of money. Well, out yeah, of but I mean, like, you, if you're, if you're, if you're <laughs> coming to Newcastle United, you're not necessarily going to make the money but if you want a little pet project if you want to again yeah. sit on your yacht and talk with the other people who own yachts about mm. your Premier League team you know it, 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 it's it's a it's an investment it's a spicy expensive investment but that's kind of how Pete, 
Can I ask a semi-serious question about this and how it re- pertains to Rafa Benitez? Mm. Because Rafa Benitez has got just over a month before his contract runs out. Yeah. You don't think there's any chance that this has been leaked to try and take the attention away from that from Mike Ashley's point of view? A, massively. B, um, <laughs> so it, yes, anything, anything to, anything to uh, distract from that. And also, just to um, give us another close season where they don't bother signing any players until the last you know, two weeks of the transfer window. Uh, and then look at the difference between Solomon Rondon at the start of last season and the back end of uh, last season where he, he, he had a little bit of time. So again, Has he gone back now? Yeah, he he's gone back. Yeah, so he's not, he's not, he's They're not, not going to sign him. Why sign him? He's only yeah. been improved. He's only, <laughs> he's only I mean, what's an improvement and, among football? And he's also improved other players around him. So <laughs> yeah. what's yeah. the point? Uh, Perez oh well. can go back to just absolutely floundering <clears throat> on the, yeah, exactly. on the wing. Do you think this could even be to just trick Benitez into signing an extension? But I, if, I won't be I, around him. If I was Benitez, I would not be signing anything until the day after the closing of the transfer window. Yeah. That would be the sensible way to do it. Yeah. Mm. All right then. Well, he'll be out. He'll be out of a job by then. <sighs> yeah. Let's move on to a club that a better run. Manchester United. <laughs> um, <laughs> or are they? Um, strange sounds surrounding the the Matthias Delict. Interest, <laughs> non interest. Yeah. Could you make that sound? What? <laughs> yeah. Strange sound. Strange sound. Sort of. A, yeah, <laughs> you just repeat what I did, but better. <laughs> the whole yeah, home improvement. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Jim, United, Man United. Oh. There you go. There we go. Yeah. Um, Man United linking themselves with, uh, with everyone. Delict. It seems a little bit like Moby linking himself with Natalie Portman <laughs> earlier in the week, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. <laughs> creepy, yeah. creepy older club. Is it? Do you remember yeah, when yeah. Uh, bothering? Was it? Was it <laughs> Jerome Boateng? When he was at Bayern, well, he's still well, he's at Bayern still. Yeah, he is yeah, still yeah. at Bayern. But, his, his uh, star uh, has uh, Uli Hoeneß came out, I think, yesterday or t- this morning, mm. saying, um, speaking about Jerome Boateng as a friend, if he would, if I, if if it were me, I would probably move on. <laughs> like, well, well, cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah. thank well, you. Yeah. Obviously, his star has waned somewhat after the World Cup and, and, yeah. and stuff, but he was a very, very good centre half. Still is, but he was a, he was a, a premium centre half not that long ago. And when Jose Mourinho and Manchester United <laughs> were linked to him, yeah. did he not phone Mourinho and say, "Can you please stop, stop this?" this? Yeah. I feel that uh, Manchester United are going to have to do that well, Sancho, or, or get that kind of phone call. Jaden Sancho through his people kind of did a similar thing. With well, United, you, yeah, you well. said last week. But the delict de um, story that came out, I saw something in the Manchester Evening News. This is a quote from delict. The only quote I can find at all really that would link him in some abstract way to Man United yeah. because you know he's represented by Mina Raiola now obviously yeah, it's um, either him or Mendes yeah he said um, where do I see myself well obviously the Premier League is a big competition mm. and so is Spain but it's not just about those two so he's mentioned the Premier League there and Man United just stuck a hand up and go, yeah, yeah yeah we're in the Premier League we've won that loads yeah. do you know what happens <laughs> ages <now>? ago <laughs> you've got an interest from Manchester oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'd love to talk to them yeah. hang on a minute which one Manchester United. Nah. Yeah. Oh, it, it rains a lot. But hang yeah. on, you didn't mind? Yeah, no, it rains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Will Delict sign for Man United? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Manchester United ruled out signing him, and I thought to myself, well, yes, I'm, I'm sure Fulham can rule themselves out signing him. You know, everybody, yeah. lots of clubs. But it's, do that. it's almost like with United, it's kind of a bit. I don't know if demeaning is too strong a word because clearly Delict is a brilliant player. Mm-hmm. He's, he's an amazing prospect and he could easily go on to become one of the best defenders of world football. And I think we'd all agree on that. No. But the situation United have been through with Pogba, also represented by Raiola, mm. do you feel a little bit, it's a bit it's a bit of trepidation there about whether they would want to put themselves through that again with Delict, yeah. with Raiola in the picture because he's going to drive a really hard bargain. He's going to ask for loads of money. Yeah. The, the, the amount of wages talking about for Delict because clearly they need to hijack this deal that Barcelona are trying yeah. to put in place. And also they've got this... It's staggering. Well, they've got the Sanchez president as well uh, with, with the amount of money they're paying him. Obviously he came in you know, on a swap deal so it's a little bit different but they are in a, it's such an odd situation in terms of their identity at the moment as we've said so many times because if you are Man United you feel like you're Man United you should be going for those sort of players but at the same mm. time you're in the Europa League you know, and you haven't you haven't won the league in a long time, and there's a, there's a yeah. lot of uncertainty around the, the manager who who came in after a lot of uncertainty around the manager. Yeah, and it's just it, <laughs> they're do it in again. this weird cycle. Do it again, it yeah, yeah well, I mean, because I mean, Mourinho came in after some uncertainty about the manager, and we yeah. could go on. Um, <laughs> to me, this Jim, to me, this smacks of the deal is going to be done with Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Raiola represents Delict. Delict, right? Raiola and Delict want the best deal, obviously. Mm. It's not. It wouldn't be a huge surprise, would it, if Raiola chuck that out there, 
So Barcelona went, oh, hang on a minute, we might, we better move here because yeah. we might miss out. I think it and serves it, both parties, though, doesn't it? Yeah. It elevates Manchester yes. United to a position that they're not in, in their Then they'll position. do the West Ham on the yeah. Golden Sullivan of a couple of yeah. years ago. <laughs> oh, we tried to get the original Ronaldo, <laughs> but he didn't want to come. But we yeah. are in the market for these kind of players. Will you please just believe us? <laughs> just one of you come here. Yeah. <laughs> How many strikers do we have to sign before you think we can sign every striker? <laughs> yeah. Well... Talking of defenders, Sergio Ramos might be available. Yeah, I heard this one. Although he does, I suppose the spanner in the works, you could say, is an £800 million release clause. Big spanner. Um, I think they might waive that. I think they might. (laughs) Uh, The the reporter said Zidane is trying to talk him into staying. I don't know whether that's... It's coming from Ramos that he wants to go. Well, there there is talk. But again, is Zidane talking him into staying or is mm. that or is he trying to uh, use reverse <laughs> psychology I don't know but there, but there is some sort of situation going on there with Ramos and Real Madrid because it is mad there at the moment as it tends to so be so apparently they're bust up with Perez yes. after the Champions League well, I mean he's been at odds with Perez yeah. for a little while and, and um there has also been some other talk, hasn't there? That he can't, he's been there fourteen years now. Well, he's thirty-three years old. Yeah, yeah. I, I still think I think he'd be a great acquisition. Person. I would love him anywhere in the Premier League, and I think we all would, right? Damn but, right. Were we not talking on this? We were either talking on this show or on on the continent a few weeks ago, yeah. Marcus. You were definitely in the conversation where where we um we said United. I will tell you what it was. It was with Diego Godin. Yes, it's exactly the kind of thing Absolutely. that May United need to sign. I, honestly, this this kind of experienced, yep. mm-hmm. very well mm-hmm. well versed defender who can just build the whole defensive around him and drag him along with him and say, look, come on, for God's sake, this yep. is what we need to do. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree. If, you, if I was a manager, I'd love a Sergio Ramos on my side. Mm. He's a winner. He's, he's a serial winner. We know this. You don't want to actually have him in your side because he will give you a dig. <laughs> 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 Would you have any reservations at his age and his, and his experience? And he's got a lot of miles on the clock he about does. dealing with the, 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 the pace of the Premier League. I would. Yeah. But I would also think it's a risk worth taking. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I agree. unless he was like but silly. He looks to he, me like an he's never going to be silly money, is he? He's never going to be a ridiculous. Well, money. it he's depends. Not be like I mean, it's a Van huge money. Well, it is, no, you wouldn't have thought so. No. I'd be mad to, to sign mm. him for that kind of. Eight hundred million, mate. That's the price. Take it or leave it. <laughs> You get you get two Newcastles for that. I do. <laughs> That's just just a, a, I still take Ramos and, 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 uh, and, and a, a pair of socks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pair of direct socks. I, I do. Imagine I. Um, there's talk that they might go big and try and sign Antoine Griezmann uh, again. That seems unlikely. Mm. Doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, it does seem unlikely. Uh, but we mentioned there about the identity and it's it all a bit funny with Manchester United now and it's been like that for a few years uh, or so on and so forth. But Old Trafford saw a reunion game recently of Manchester United versus Bayern Munich from 1999 and Sir Alex in the in the dugout saw some of the players and, you, and, and if you're a Man United fan, you must have just weeped through that <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was an incredible nostalgia fest, wasn't it? Even for someone who doesn't support Man United. Seeing um, Sir Alex take the team out of the tunnel was amazing. Massive. Yeah. I love... These, I, I you, am you're all over this. I love yeah. um, old masters doing this. Yeah. You love Soccer Aid as well. I love don't you? Soccer Aid. I love um, the, the Saturday morning um, Sky TV shows where um, footballers and mm-hmm. comedians have, have a whack the ball in the net and stuff. I love anything like this because I love novelty. Mm. Um, but watching this, I was a bit like, this is uh, indicative of a wider problem. A couple of things for me. Solskjaer scored a goal, yeah, which, which is almost like. <laughs> It's really hard to process that when he's the current man. Yeah, yeah, United, yeah. It, uh, if he had just come to United for that and done that, you'd be like, yeah. "Oh, I love him." Yeah. And now you you, you feel you yeah. feel sorry for him because the size of job he's got, yeah. and, and yeah. you don't begrudge him that little bit of joy. But there. he no. did poach it, and it was so like it, yeah. it was pure nostalgia. But to tell you who's the big story here, oh yeah, Beckham. Oh my, oh, my god, he still looks good, I, doesn't I, he? I thought to myself, I know you can watch these games and you go, oh, he'd still do a job, and you, and you get sort of caught up with <laughs> it. But David bloody Beckham. But he was there making it, those runs. I'm telling more you. More pace than I remember him ever having. There is yeah. a space for him in a lot of professional football yeah. teams still left. <laughs> the thing we're doing Beckham He is, looked the business. The How far away is he from the plane? Oh, <laughs> my God. I love that man and his footballing career. And what I love about seeing Beckham on the pitch again was you were reminded that, okay, yes, he has done a lot of modelling and he's done a lot of this, that and the other and whatnot. But it was, it was his football career. Yeah. Like, he was an... Brilliant, brilliant player, and you can forget that sometimes with all the pomp and facade. And he's around. never had any pace, so he's, he's yeah. probably certainly towards the end of his professional career would have been used to being a bit cuter and a bit smarter with how you play because he didn't have any pace. Yeah. This is a guy who's known has a devastating cross of the ball through his career without ever really beating a man and getting to the byline. Mm-hmm. He never needed to do that. And I know that the guy, whoever it was playing left back for Bayern, you know, I can't remember, gave him an acre of space every time. We oh, had the, the ball. game was played at walking, pace. probably on on purpose. 
I mean, the passing. The passing <laughs> was amazing. Like, it was so good to watch. It like, was. He, he doesn't, I and mean, the other thing is, he doesn't look that old. No. You know, if you, I mean, we'll the come thing on, that we'll makes come him look older is tattoos, weirdly. Basically, yeah. Like, not his face or anything. He look, I mean, looking at, um, I'll tell you who I was surprised, and we'll come on to him in a bit, I'm sure. Lee Bowyer looks old now. Yeah. But but yeah. Beckham doesn't really look, look old. I mean, and, and yeah, think of all that aggression pumping through his veins. <laughs> yeah. That is going to. Yeah. Beckham had a bit of aggression as well, you know. He yeah. did. But I, I mean, did. He he did. <laughs> David Beckham looks like he's enjoyed his life. Lee Bowyer has spent a lot of it scowling that he's going to do something well, to the shape I, of the his difference face, is, isn't The it? difference between someone uh, of a certain age uh, looking young. <laughs> Look, not you. Excuse me, I'm getting so emotional about this. <laughs> I mean, Beckham is money. It's money. It's money. Well, no, it can be, but also Beckham is a, is a good-looking bloke and has done a bit of mm. modelling and whatnot. And he, yeah, and but, he, but he's also lived and in he Hollywood moisturizes, and he's money as hell. Moisturises, probably. Yeah, yeah does, does all that. Yeah. Peter, you enjoyed Peter Schmeichel. I did enjoy it. Again, someone who looks very, very, very young. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> he does very, enjoy very young. this. No, but he's, he, looked, he didn't look unlike um, how he ended his career, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I thought he, he's like 55 now. Mm. 55! And, uh, and yeah. he uh, looked very young. He because, has a sort because, of Star Wars creature quality to him, though, doesn't he? <laughs> what do you mean? So I know what you mean. Sort of general kind of fuzziness and, and <laughs> yeah, presence mean. and massiveness. Mm. His, his last game for United was the 99 Champions League final, right. which was yeah. a long time ago Easy now. to forget that, isn't it? Yeah, a long time ago now. <laughs> he did, uh, it was a great affair anyway. Oh, it was I'd rather watch that than watch half the Premier League games I've seen this Would you rather watch yeah. that than the Europa League? <sighs> final. Close. Get back to me on that. I still feel <laughs> like the Europa League final is about a month away. Uh, You're waiting so long for it. Well, if you're travelling there, then it, you could take <laughs> But uh, Chelsea obviously play Arsenal. Now, what about this? If reports are to be believed, then Maurizio Sarri has agreed to take over Juventus next season. I'm sure we'll talk about that on the continent. Yeah. Um, but it's an you know, interesting one. And I don't know whether this is related or not, Chelsea fans, but but Big Veng said he's ready to come back to football. He's unsure if it will be as a manager. What's he going to do? Play? Mm. Imagine that. If he'd... Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Veng a ball boy. Chelsea manager. <laughs> I, I think... I think those, I've, I've seen those reports and they're in the Sun and the Daily Mail, so I think they're probably not to be believed. <laughs> hey, um, wait a second. That's what the Magashi takeover was going <laughs> on. Oh, no. And Big Vang's being linked with Vissel Kobe, uh, which oh, is where nice. Iniesta, Via and uh, Podolski nice. are as well, so that'd be, uh, and the beef. that'd be fun. Getting back in Japan. Yeah, mm. yeah exactly. Ah, I, I, would, I, would, um, I would have a bit of regret just as an English-based football fan if Sarri were to go to Juventus now. Yes. Purely because I think it'll be good. He only had, what, 13 or 14 days of pre-season with Chelsea mm. last season. Mm. And I've been critical of him, as, as a lot of people have. I was going to say, you've changed your tune a no, lot. No, I'm no, not, I'm, not, I'm not actually changing my tune. I'm saying that with respect, sorry, with retrospect, he's had a good season and he's done well. Uh, I'd be fascinated to see if his system can work to a far greater extent uh, You know, next season because he's had a, a year under his belt. Mm. He'll have a full pre-season. He might even get... Um, a couple of players back from loan that he can perhaps use because obviously they can't sign anyone mm. um, and I would prefer to see him have another year in the Premier League just because I'm interested yeah. in how he likes to do things your tone has softened on, on Sarri without a doubt well, people I, I would, do get softened in their old age yeah. <laughs> I would say though I think you know because looking back on the season even if they don't win the Europa League which I profoundly hope they don't um <laughs> You know, getting to two finals, whatever happens in them, and finishing third, that is that is a good showing with the yep. insane quality of Liverpool and, yep. and, and Man City this year. And I feel if Sarri went to, to Juventus now, there'd be a sense that he was hounded out I by the English mean. press Agreed. and by, by fans sort of getting on board with that um, because it's sort of being, they're being poked constantly mm -hmm. by it. And that would be a very sad thing to see. Sure, but he may not be uh, uh, hounded out, as you say, because actually if, if, if Sarri is, has been offered this job, he's offered... Um, a, a, a bigger club let's be honest in, in Juventus a club which is pretty much guaranteed to win him a trophy which in I his home is, country as well in his home country mm. which has eluded him uh, the money could be similar or even more so actually a better offer has come along but I do take the point what, what he's not enjoyed his time as he's hacked off with the press hacked off with the fans it's just, mm. yeah yeah. well they, they are playing Arsenal in the, in the Europa League final there's a chance for him to and, um, win that there although Golo Kante out of injury apparently is yeah which, which with Loftus-Cheek you'd expect him to go with Jorginho Kovacic and Barkley in the centre. I'm Sorry, sad is, that Cheek got injured as well. Is Kante out because he's injured or because he's banned from the country because of his nationality? Which, <laughs> which one is it? It's, one, it's either one of those two things, yeah. It's difficult to tell I think sometimes. French people are okay right, yeah. to go yeah. there. Uh, uh, and speaking of which, Lauren Cusioni could be leaving Arsenal this summer. Yeah, mm. there's, I've seen talk of that. That'll the leave a gap is, at the back. It certainly will, but the thing with Cusioni is he is... Um, it, he is an absolute war horse at this point and you know he can't play every week and he's 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 had a lot of bad injuries and mm -hmm. on top of the, the the nasty injury he had at the tail end of last season he has a he has a chronic i think calf injury that he'll have throughout his life and always have to manage and right. he is you know 
He's an incredible servant to Arsenal, and I, I, I wondered if he might retire actually because he's been linked you, you with can, Monaco. You can see him playing through pain at times, even oh, yeah, you know, nice. even when being managed. Little swan song in Monaco. He's been linked with Monaco. Mm. I think a short-term deal in Monaco, which maybe he'll fill because they 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 had a poor season. I think they they need yeah. someone with experience there. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, I, whether he will or not, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I would like to see him. I would love to see him stay. Of the proviso that you know other players come in, but the problem is if Koscielny goes as well. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of talk that Mustafi will be moved on. You're then you're then replacing two centre backs. Jim, is there is there a conversation to be had around Arsenal re their inability to hold on to? I mean, because if you, if you take 15, 20 years of of Arsenal, they've had a lot of iconic moments, a lot of iconic players, mm. a lot of trophies. Really, not a lot, but a good amount of trophies. There are there doesn't appear to be anywhere near enough ambassadorial players mm. who stick around in different roles at Arsenal. Well, Freddie Lindbergh's there at the moment. Is he, is he, is he, is is he doing a football, is, is footballing role? Yeah, though, yeah, though? yeah. He's uh, okay. Freddie Jungberg is in charge of the youth team, I, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I know what you mean. They don't necessarily um, use their ex players well. There's a lot of talk of Dennis Bergkamp and Mark Overmars that's mm. coming along, and Edu's obviously potentially coming in as technical director. So there is a little bit of that. Um, but it doesn't always man. work, does it? Get a Bowie man back. Well, there. there's an example. Like if you <laughs> yeah. got him just because he Half-time was one show. of the greatest players we've ever had. Yeah. Then uh, it's not going to necessarily work in a, in a footballing sense, is it? All right. so, the only one I could see in the, uh, the reason I asked this because earlier I was checking, and the only one I could see in the footballing staff mm. who was an ex-player of some note is, of course, uh, Steve Bald. That's the only one yeah. I could find, and and it, surely it would be beneficial for them to have these these players around. I mean, obviously, Man United are looking at doing this as well, yeah. aren't they? Um, it just seems a bit of a shame because you have all these iconic, mm. proper world level players: Burkamp, Henri, mm. all these other guys. When you say Man United are looking at doing that, I think they are, aren't they? Yeah, Mr. Solskjaer in charge. No, but I mean, I mean, they, there was talk last week that they were going to put together some kind of transfer panel. With, yeah, and Rio yeah. Ferdinand was linked with it, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, so yeah, not always a good idea. Well, Lundberg's head coach the under twenty three. Right, okay, okay, fine, okay, fine. But fine. still, I, I know what you're saying. But at the same, they time... they go to Man City. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, is there an argument that that is perhaps um, a very emotionally led way of trying yeah. to put a structure in place? Obviously, Arsenal have problems with that at the moment. It but. can go either way. I mean, clearly, places like Milan and Bayern Munich, it's worked well in the past, hasn't it? But sometimes you're right. You can harp back to it too much and you, you get yourself in trouble. So that's a fair point. It's a fair point. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen, after the break, we're going to talk about some player finals. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble.
was extraordinary. Certainly was, ladies and gentlemen. Talking of the extraordinary, it's email time with Sweetie D. Not the beast! You've got mail. Bad beast. Bad beast. Simon from Canada here. Love the show, but I was slightly disappointed last weekend mm-hmm. when you guys failed to mention the biggest football slash soccer news from this side of the pond: the breaking of the MLS all-time goal-scoring record by 36-year-old San Jose Earthquakes captain. Chris Wondolowski. Oh, did he? Did Ooh. he do it? It was held by um, Bradley Wright Phillips, and before mm. that was held by... Landon Donham. Yeah, maybe. Uh, after not scoring in his first four starts for the Quakes this season, the captain was removed from the starting 11th at the end of March. At the time, he sat at 144 career goals in MLS, a mere one goal behind Landon Donovan's record of 145. Uh, upon returning to the starting lineup this past Saturday, he put four goals past the uh, Chicago uh-huh. Fire to finally break the record in stunning fashion. Wondolowski, uh, being a descendant of Polish immigrants on his father's side, is also part Native American. His mother hails from the uh, uh, Kiowa uh, tribe of Oklahoma and as such he holds the distinction of being the first tribally enrolled player Ooh. to represent the United States at the World Cup nice. uh, uh, tournament. His name in the Kiowa language is uh, Bordai which uh, translates to warrior returning from battle. Wow. Uh, he's a cult hero to San Jose fans and with all that in mind it's hard to find a better candidate for that record. Cheers and take care. Simon from Canada. Good That's on him. Mm. Great stuff. 30, a few people 30, got in touch 36, on that one. did he say? Yeah. He's definitely been in a US World Cup squad as well, I remember. Mm. He's 36 and he's scoring a haul. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Great to see. Yeah. Uh, hello to... Uh, who have we got here? Oh, I've not got the email for this. Uh, the name for this one. Never mind. Either way. Uh, <laughs> going back to your 12 Rams of Christmas, I saw this yesterday on Twitter and thought of you. Apparently, sin bins are being introduced to leagues uh, below uh, step four of the um, non-league system from next season. So it could give us the greatest sight in the natural world, outfield players in goal. Because when the goal, mm. he has to go in the sin bin, someone has to take over. Oh, I'll tell you what, I think I'm, I feel like I might be all for that. Yeah. yeah. I Bang don't know. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure for sin bins. I think it might be a bit gimmicky, but then I suppose give it a trial and see if there's an actual on. bin. Do you know why? It. Here's a good example. Well, an example I can think of. Players breaking away or an attack. Yellow card, uh, yeah. Yeah, the yellow card pull down, yeah, cynical yeah. thing. To me, I know what you mean. Michael Cox will tell you that should be a red. Yeah. I think that feels... Ridiculous. Perfect sin bin, but that's a perfect professional sin bin. foul. Yeah. Like we've already got a name for it. Yeah, mm. let's have the bin for it. Or, and, let's <laughs> have, and let's have an orange card. Yes. <laughs> that'll be it. The orange card will be the sin bin. Hello yeah. to uh, Tom Jenkins. Uh, Morning Ramblers. Continuing the theme of mistaken identity of football teams in foreign lands. A similar thing happened to my dad in the seventies when playing for Middlesex Wanderers on a tour of Bangladesh and India. My dad Phil played in goal and they lost their first game two one. When they walked this next day after being ferried back to their hotel by bodyguards, the morning newspapers read Bangladesh smash England. The only reason I could see for the sake of uh, mistaken identity must have been that he thought he was Peter Shilton because of the perm. Um, also um, uh, who have we got here James in London uh, has got in touch um, long time listener first time email as a keen FIFA player it came as a surprise when uh, a FIFA video by David Myler uh, appeared on oh. my recommended YouTube videos apparently he's a bit of an internet star at the moment David oh, yeah, Myler yeah, he's a big he started, YouTuber yeah he started just streaming streaming video game uh, video game stuff uh, the ex-Hull City man has over 350 subscribers streams most days of the week in an interview with the Telegraph they describe him as the Pele of the console uh, really? and once he retires he might become a professional e Gamer. How many subscribers did you say he had? 350,000. Wow, okay. Pretty good. Mm. Uh, in real life, Myler uh, isn't really having the same level of success. He's just finished a loan spell with Coventry, having played only five times since January after joining from Reading. Uh, perhaps FIFA is where his true talents have I mean, uh, lied all along. Presumably, though, that's, you know, if you, if you are sat in, a, sat in front of your console all day, like just playing FIFA, it's not yeah. good for you. It's, no, it's not good for you, is it? Because, oh, I mean, obviously, uh, people talk about YouTubers and how, you know, um, how ridiculous it is that they make so much money just playing video games, but they they work hard. Yeah. Like to actually yeah. become a successful YouTuber, you have to be uploading a lot of stuff. Yeah. So of course, yeah, yeah. it's like it's any probably having a detrimental effect on it. You yeah, yeah, also got a nut stuck in him by your, Alan Pardew. So, what's your yeah. Favorite, yeah, I was about to say, what's your favorite David Myler incident? Yeah, just that one. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. mate, I've ruined it. It's all right, it. don't worry. Peter, you, you go. Uh, we're done. Oh, that's short the footballramble.com. If you'd like to say hello or goodbye or anything or if you've been headbutted by Alan Pardew <laughs> always get in touch if that's I can't imagine that's a short list <laughs> it's League One playoff final time my goodness mm. for the sake of that man in bins for Charlton Athletic I'm so glad they won <laughs> yeah. yeah what an error guys it was what f- an error would anybody like to talk about that error yeah I will go on um, when someone miscontrols a ball and they're playing right back and it goes out for a throw in it sort of rolls under their foot and everyone yeah. goes, Oi! and you think, oh God, get your concentration in. It's annoying, it's embarrassing. Mm. If a goalkeeper does it, in that a, happens. In a Wembley yeah. final, yeah. It's five minutes in. Mm. I feel it's, it's oh, two Phillips. mistakes though, isn't it? Because Naby Sarr hasn't looked when he's hit the ball back and it's still, obviously the goalkeeper's uh-huh. still ridiculously at fault, but that, that's also fairly careless. 
So there, I believe that players at a good level are coached to not play back passes in line with target, the goal. Yeah, yeah mm. you don't. You, you're told not to play them, so, they, so that will happen. It happened with was it Paul Robinson, the England goal? Yeah, yeah. I mm. can't remember who was the back pass. Gary Neville. Gary Neville. Yeah, and a, so a divot was so, blamed. So the, div- the defender is. I think it might have been a divot that Paul Robinson kicked up himself, though. It might, <laughs> have, been, it might have been. But anyway, so, it so, was a good time for the, the word divot. We it was. It, it was a very good time for it, um, and we've seen obviously some great contributions this season from Divot Origi. The the um, <laughs> <laughs> the the defender was more to blame than people assumed. But the goalkeeper's always going to be one who's going to be embarrassed oh, in man. front of a packed Wembley Stadium. Doesn't get any worse than when, that. No. When that went in, I thought to myself, I, I, I have to want Charlton to win for yeah. the sake of that man's psyche or, or, or for his uh, for, for his this, the emotional state that he could be in. I mean, oh, what's happened to Charlton over the recent years as well? Yes. It's, it's been an absolute shower of shite down there. And, mm. and Lee Bowie's done quite an amazing job, really, without yeah. spending... Too much or any money at all, if I'm Am right. I right in thinking that, that Lee Bowyer came in with a lot of reluctance as well? Well, you would do, wouldn't you, Charles? Came in with well, a lot of fishing gear. His, comment, <laughs> his comments were really interesting after the final. Yeah. Where, I mean, they've lost one game, I think, since the start of February. They've won, they finished the season by winning, um, I think it's 10 out of their last 11 games and obviously six in a row at the end. Um, his comments were great after the game. He said, Look, I told the players and the staff and the fans they're going to have to come on a journey with me here because mm. we can't buy any players. We've got nothing. The chairman's a disgrace. Oh, chairman man. wasn't even at Wembley for that. No. And he's he's made some ridiculous comments, done some outrageous things. And I was there two and a half, possibly three years ago now on the final day of the season. It was the season Burnley got promoted. When they were protesting. And they were, and it was the game was a farce. It was mm. an absolute farce. Mm. I don't know what if Charlton got a penalty for that, but they, they didn't. They certainly should have because mm. the way the club's been run has been dreadful. But he's done a fantastic job there. They they came into the playoffs as a form team. They they sort of snuck in there really, yeah. and they and now they're going to be in the championship. And good luck to them because um, they've been brilliant. They were excellent um, against Portsmouth in the beginning of March. They beat Portsmouth two one. They were good. Um, I, I'm I'm pleased for them. I thought I thought they'd done well to be able to raise the spirits of everyone at the club. Yeah, and to drag them up and, and only lose one game as you say and get through the playoffs. It's it's an amazing achievement from Bowie because mm. if you're at that club, you think to yourself, well, there's, there's only so far we can go because of this idiot that's running the club. Yeah, we're not signing anybody. There's, there's nothing. There's such a dark cloud over Charlton and has been for a few years now. To pick it up like Bowie has done, and Lee Bowie's not always covered himself in glory. Let's be yeah. honest. But but this, you have to give him enormous credit for for, and, for doing that and extra credit as well because he's a player who came through at Charlton yeah. and he's he's. As far as I understand it, before he took the job as the manager, because he cared to, he cared to it for a bit, but and I think that was reluctantly as well. He, he could he could piss all over his reputation there. Yeah. It's a terrible time to take over. No money, terrible chairman, as you guys have said. And he's gone in there, and it's actually quite a brave move to that job. He yeah. knows the club, and he's gotten promoted. So good on him. I mean, th- there is every chance now that this will help Charlton be sold because the well, championship that's what club is a, is a way more uh, attractive option for a buyer yeah. isn't it and I mean it, it could be that he, he effectively saves the club's future with this <laughs> is there a, is there a does, does the Sheikh Khaled does he have any more cousins yeah <laughs> you know maybe someone like that who knows uh, Sunderland last one at Wembley oh, in 1973 they haven't won in seven visits since I mean they always take a big support down they to do. Wembley we've seen it a couple of times Luke you saw it recently in the Checker mm. Trade Trophy final uh, unless you're Pete Donaldson, you have to feel a little bit for them as well. Um, I, I, I think, um, yeah, I think. Is it Lee Bowyer burnished his Newcastle United <laughs> well, exactly. as well? That, yeah. Exactly, he had the chance to do that, but he has yeah. uh, come through with flying colours. Yeah. I, I think uh, Northeast football is. Uh, we talked about Gates uh, over the weekend, uh, being yeah. in all kinds of trouble. It looks like they're just going to have to hit control or delete on that particular uh, hustle and start again. But. Um, yeah, northeast football is in, in, uh, not, thing, in hardly in rude health. So I think yeah, uh, Sunderland remaining in that league for another season is not a great image. Do you know what? Do you but know what on I the find, other hand, that block jumped in the fountain, didn't he? The dickhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I find disappointing this prospect. I know it's just quite an idealistic thing to say, but hopefully you guys will forgive me. Sunderland played Portsmouth in the Checker Trophy final, mm-hmm. and I, I told you where I was sat. The atmosphere was awful. It was toxic. It was grim. And again, I know this makes me sound like some kind of mad football hippie, but if you look at what Sunderland have been through. Mm. Kind of similar to what Portsmouth have been through, yeah. and you think there'd be a an affinity there. Uh, let's have a day out. Let's enjoy it. Let's want our teams to win, but let's have a bit of affinity with what we've both been through. Mm. And I think there should be a lot more sympathy from fans of rival clubs to what other clubs are going through, because no one should want a rival team or even just another team in their division 
to be going through what Sunderland have gone through, mm. what Portsmouth have been through, what Gateshead are currently going through, what Charlton are going through. It happens far too but, often. But, but at least Portsmouth and Sunderland are dealing with the legacy of overspending where a lot of clubs, like Charlton, just massive min- mismanagement all yeah, over the bloody yeah, place, really. that's right. Yeah, indeed. Uh, in the League 2 playoff final, Mike Dean's Tranmere Rovers, they bloody well won. Conor Jennings mm. with it with 119th minute winner to send old Deanie wild again he couldn't believe it at one point he was going so bad and then he put his hands on his head as if to say oh I can't believe it's amazing <laughs> love it it's almost like he wanted to be seen to be celebrating it wasn't it yeah uh, come on he got a taste didn't he in the, uh, in the semi and well Pete you and a bit more. you and Jim you were loving uh, the Deanie celebration yeah, what did you I'm, make of that long? I'm into it I like it. Was he stood? I didn't see uh, him doing the actual celebrating. Was he, he was just pumping his fist? He wasn't standing on anything. Because that was the big. thing that disappointed me. A man who should be bound by the rules of man uh, standing on the, uh, the the terrace. And I'm not having that. But I, it looks like he's behaved himself there. I'd have liked to have seen him have a set of cards and a whistle on him and just refed along on the <laughs> side sidelines with what he would have done. That'd have been good. That'd have been good. And um, Newport had to play the extra time with. Ten men. Mark O'Brien sent off so needlessly. Mm, yeah. So you took that's an orange card one you yeah. were saying earlier. When um uh Norwood was it who oh yeah. Norwood's volley earlier on in the game yeah. caught it properly, but he's apparently up, he's apparently off to Ipswich Town. Yeah. The talk I read. We yeah. were saying it's a bit of a side mm, step. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, Mark O'Brien the ball was cleared and he kind of hauled Norwood down, but it went straight to his Teammate, and you think, no oh, need to do that it. was so unnecessary. <laughs> and the Tranmere goalkeeper played really well, made some good saves as well. He did indeed, yeah, he yeah. did indeed. All right, let's briefly go to the championship because Pete, you um, you were rightly um, damning northeast football, and, and and in that Middlesbrough turning their nose up at Gabriel Batistuta, apparently he's now in the running for the Swansea job. Is he in the running? Because I mean, Swansea have, have got a long record of probably making better decisions more often than not. Well, why would that be a bad decision? Because he's never managed before, and he's fifty. Well, <laughs> um, yes, that is. A what, good why point. is he so keen on coming here yeah. at the moment? Money, money. He, he's, definitely, like... he's definitely not having a good time at home, is he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just going popping out for some milk. But you know how the me- Gabriel? I'm not I'm not doubting the veracity of this because I have no absolutely no insight into it. But there's a definite element in this time of the year in the modern world of football mm-hmm. where all it takes is a bookmaker to put a person in the list, mm. which then becomes a story for a newspaper or an underpaid online writer. Mm. Um, and then it becomes a story. Everyone picks up on it, and and and, and the whole thing snowballs. I, I, think, I think I think you've I think <laughs> yeah. you've actually even given it too much credit there. I think all it takes is a is a journalist to overhear a pissed bloke in a pub, hmm. and and say, oh, why don't we just get I don't know, <laughs> Gabriel Batistuta in or something? Right, that'll do. But he, I, I think <laughs> I, I need a column inch. <laughs> I think Batagol was approached for comment read the Middlesbrough job and said mm. he was interested. Yes, mm. but then they ruled it out, didn't they? That and Middlesbrough. So then, now they've moved on to that. Swansea, I suppose. Yeah. I, sh- let get him in there. I, I'm all it, for it. By are the, way. the rumours batshit or astute? Uh. <laughs> ad break. <laughs> and now it's time for an ad break. I wasn't clattering on. <laughs> Quite a good impression. Quite a good impression. Oh, right? welcome back. Clattering on. Oh, I wasn't go. clattering on. Yeah. Um, of course, the preview show sponsored by Bet365 will be out on Thursday, gang. No best bet last week, so... Mm-hmm. No, we look forward clean. to that one. Our record is clean this Get yours weekend. in for the Champions League final. Show at thefootballramble.com yes. with best bet in the title. Put we're it in the be, title. We're going to be reviewing the Europa League and previewing the Champions League. Lots of leagues still to play. Um... Let's go to the Scottish Cup final. Uh, Celtic won the treble. Treble. Great news. Great news. <laughs> Did you see the guy who got the treble, treble tattoo and they spelled it wrong? Yeah. It's oh, like my T-R-E-B-E-L. God. How is that even possible? It's not I a hard know. word, that. Well, well, if it's called treble, treble, I would presume that would be deliberate because it looks like rebel, rebel. So treble, treble. Treble, treble. Uh, oh, I see what you mean. I but, don't take the risk, though. Yeah, exactly. I know for a fact that um, when Marcus watched this cup final, he missed, <laughs> he, he was watching it with uh, Charlie, who works in the office. And, and Charlie um, bit my entertainment. Yeah, Charlie turned the TV over at half-time and couldn't find the way of turning it back, so Marcus missed the heart's goal. <laughs> Is it fair ask, to Marcus if he took it well. Ask me if he took it well. Uh, did, he take Luke, it well? did he take it well? He did take it very well. No, no. Very well, well, you don't know. None of you were there. No, but I know I've got reliable sources, much like people who know about the Battersea. I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say. Any any comment on that, Marcus, for the press? Uh, a thoroughly um, depressing afternoon. Um, <laughs> Celtic winning a treble, treble. Yeah, I understand. It's an amazing achievement, but 
winning nine trophies from yeah. nine it's trophies. It's not good for any league, that. No, it really isn't. And I understand Celtic fans will say that's sour grapes. And it is. <laughs> no, but, um, <laughs> but they, the only the sour grapes... They should be absolutely allowed to enjoy that. Oh, no, no, of course. Absolutely. I think, look, if... You know, if Manchester City win every trophy... But your criticism isn't of Celtic in this case. No, it? it's yeah, not. Yeah. Actually, and I'm, you, you have to be full of praise for Celtic. Yeah. Because to keep winning trophies like that, mm. it's phenomenal. Really it's is. absolutely phenomenal achievement, you know. Uh, and, and, and well bloody done, because to keep going... I mean, you can win... Okay, so in the league, they haven't been challenged that much. It was a bit of a challenge... This year, For a and, bit, with, yeah. and with a change of manager, and they did did very well. But the cup competitions are, are in the in the in the example of Scottish football. I don't want to say the cup competitions are more impressive because in a one-off game mm-hmm. with 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 sides up for it you know when they know they can win something because every team in Scotland barring as I say Rangers this season for a bit know that then they're, they're not going to win the league mm. but win a cup competition it is possible yeah so to keep on winning and even against Hearts you know they went 1-0 down Hearts were, were pretty well um, organised apart from for that second goal my goodness yeah. uh, I don't know what on earth mm. happened there which was a great shame but but they, they ground out the result and they got it and, and fair play to them they took their chance and they were, they were ruthless you know? and in the Scottish Cup this season they've had to go away a couple of times haven't they? they had to go to Aberdeen they had to go to Hibs and win um, Celtics they've done well they've done very well yeah I mean Neil Lennon has kind of picked up where Brendan Rodgers left off and you know, won the league, won the cup, and all the rest of it. He's been offered the job on a permanent basis. He hasn't accepted yet. What's the reason for him not accepting it? Well, I don't know. I think I think he felt that it Bastard was it was in the frame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think Neil Lennon he was offered it on a temporary basis until the end of the season. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe just. I mean, you never know what's going on in someone's uh, private life and whatnot. Maybe he's just thinking okay well I'll do this uh, until the end of the season you know it's a demanding job and there's a lot of scrutiny on you and perhaps maybe as I say mentally or emotionally whatever he's he's gearing up for something else or a, mm. I, don't, I don't know what well, I, you, it could be something much bigger than maybe that, he doesn't but, want to do the job he doesn't want the pressure he's well, stepping in there as a favour he's done it. the job and mm. and he's and he's won them he's got them over the line in the league and he's he's won the cup he's delivered two more trophies for crying out loud mm. he's already delivered them trophies before that I think he maybe he's uh, uh, the, the thought of trying to win 10 in a row is, is quite a big thought and maybe thinks do you know what the pressure of that and maybe this doesn't I, I don't know maybe he will take it mm. he could take it um, by the time this podcast's out because it realistically works. it is the biggest job that Neil Lennon will get isn't it well of course yeah. so it, it's just yeah, down to so. whether he wants to and he can look we don't know what his motivations are maybe he's not interested for different reasons but as we've seen with Brendan Rodgers, and this is going to sound disrespectful to Celtic, but 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 it shouldn't do because it's a it's a it's an honest reflection of where Scottish football is at the moment. Neil Lennon is not going to get a huge job in football outside of Celtic, but if he stays at Celtic and does very well, yeah. after that he might. Mm. So if he wants to, if he's ambitious as a manager, mm. there's no question that he should absolutely take it well, straight this, away. This is what Gordon Strachan said when he was Celtic manager. He said after Celtic, well, where do you go? It's Celtic. You're mm. you're you're managing a side in front of sixty or thousand or whatever. It Leicester is. City, apparently. Well, um, sixty or thousand at, at Celtic Park. Mm. You're you're in European football. Uh, you know, in in memory, they've had some some very respectable jaunts in in European football. So, and you're going to win trophies. Even Ronnie Dale won trophies there for crying out loud. Mm. Um, so it, it, it's a tough one. But I mean, it, it, I don't know what Neil Lennon's um, ambitions are and whatnot. We, we'll certainly see. But absolutely gutting for hearts they had the lead mm-hmm. they played yeah. well and the the, the Celtic equaliser was a penalty that didn't need to be given away and the, the, and then the second goal was just yeah. I don't know what happened it was like the parting like, of the Maroon Sea oh, it was like someone just left the front door open <laughs> oh it? It was, and, and, but the, the problem was there was just that inevitability that air of inevitability and that is where you have to give credit to Celtic yeah. Scott Brown said it in the in the post-match um, interview he said we never worried we know our quality we know what we can do and you just think well yes like, yeah. like, like, even when Hearts 1-0 up and the confidence that, that so many trophies in a row will give you is like you don't have yeah. to panic you don't, you're confident in what you're mm. going to do and, and, and that makes perfect sense yeah yeah still depressing though yeah <laughs> alright let's have some WhatsApp group chat let's have some group chat you got yeah. jingle for that Pete WhatsApp for God's sake I was just enjoying the chat about uh, Scotland to be honest oh, yeah. you're miles away then Pete let's have it back yeah, yeah. Pete's very tired today. Yeah. When I turned up this morning, he was asleep. I was. Um, 
We, uh, our WhatsApp group was full of fun and frolics, shall we say, of our trip to Menorca on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Thanks yeah. to uh, Villa Plus. I, I don't know how self-indulgent we want to go in that. Well, I just don't know how much of it we can actually talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a nice time. I had uh, a Calippo flavour I'd never had before. I ate an ungodly amount of cheese. Same. Uh, and I did This is very sanitised of what actually well, one, went on. One thing that would be of interest to our listeners is mm. the famous Harry Maguire shot of him on the back of the unicorn, mm. yeah. which was great at the time in the World Cup last year. Yeah. Yeah. We took an identical unicorn with us to Menorca to use in the pool for other photo opportunities. Yeah. And if people follow us on Instagram, they would have seen one with Pete on the unicorn's back for a while. It was bafflingly hard to stay on that unicorn. Oh, I could not and do Maguire that. Maguire deserves a huge amount of credit for yeah. that. I, you know, I've seen him play for England. I've seen him play uh, for his uh, his domestic team. But I just cannot understand how that man stayed yeah. and remained on afloat on that blooming unicorn. I thought you did a pretty good job, actually, Peter. A lot well, of people were very complimentary of, of your body. He was tense when he did about fifty press ups. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, fair yeah, play though, Peter. Yeah. He's, he's put the odds in, and he deserves I those I compliments. I like the block from Sparks. Personally. You do a bit. Yeah. You look. You do anyway, though. Yeah, I mean, you look yeah. like everyone, don't you? Yeah, yeah exactly. If you had a moustache, you'd definitely look like him. Um, where, what else have we got? In oh, yes. Uh, the, the Dutch fourth-tier match with the referee accidentally scored a goal. This is great. Yeah, he, to he see. sort of poked it home, which was nice. <laughs> I thought it was going to, like, cannon off his head. It did look like he sort of looked at it and went, oh, come, there you go. But why, why are people sort of getting upset saying, um, people, I can't believe he let that stand? People like, need to um, understand the rules. Like, well, that's, referee that's is, always the rules. Exactly. Referee, it's almost like he's classified as a goalpost, if you see yeah. what I mean. <laughs> if yeah. I don't know, I don't know why him. exactly he's gone that close to I, the goal. I think his position was poor. Yeah, yeah mm. so you can... You can yeah. You, yeah, you're playing about that, fine. Yeah, but I, that, that's that's the rules. I mean, if the team he scored for... from like 30 yards, fine. The team he scored for lost 4-2. Right. Right, so it doesn't matter. Just as well. Funny, if you haven't seen this this video, it's widely available on the internet, obviously. The actions are really funny because the ball comes back <laughs> from quite close range and hits his shin or whatever and it mm. goes in. And then he, because it's cleared off the line, he looks very closely at it and then just awards the goal. It's like he's awarding himself the goal yeah. and he just legs it off <laughs> and the players are fuming. Yeah. I, well, it didn't, it, I think probably because he was making sure it, it was, was over the line. It was over That's the line. right, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fascinating video anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the referee will score the winner for Arsenal in Baku. Jim. There's been all sorts going on in Holland recently with that um, that guy who took you over said, the yeah. team, who, you know, the relegation playoff and all the rest of it. Yes. Spurs going through that happened in the Netherlands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I thought they're all smoking weed or something. Ah, oh, oh, come you on, stereotypist. Now. Sorry, mate. Sorry, guys. Say, I didn't mean that. Say sorry to the people of the Netherlands. I apologise wholeheartedly. Yes. to the people. Of the Kingdom of Netherlands. Do that without making that hand gesture. Yeah, clog on it. <laughs> yeah, <go on>. <laughs> <laughs> You're off to the Hague. But if you do, <laughs> but if you do try, if you do come at Luke, he'll come back windmilling. I will. Yeah, I will exactly. <laughs> yeah. We are. Oh, I'll no. open you up like a fucking tulip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's been an absolute pleasure. Luke Moore, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Appreciate you doing that, Peter, before we got libelous or naughty. <laughs> this was a Radio Stakhanov production.